Hello, nomads, and welcome to episode 23 of the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. My name is Brandon. I am the host, and I'm also here with Eric. Hello. Is that a question? I don't know why I looked at you like I never <laughs> met you before. Why did I ask a question? Uh, and, and who else am I here with? Uh, Dave. What's up, Dave? Hello, everybody. My name's Dave, and I love vampires. Um, <laughs> vampires have been pretty hot lately. We just did Castlevania. Now we're watching this, and we're getting into... I mean, we're in early October at the time of this recording, so it's like, tis the season. <laughs> it's very, yes. It's a very creepy season. There's been a lot of vampires, though, going on between Dracula and... Well, we've been playing... We've been actually playing the Castlevania games because the show Castlevania was based off the games, so it's kind of like just ongoing. Yeah, uh, but anyways, yeah. so we watched Interview with a Vampire, mm-hmm. the movie that came out in 1984, which is based off of a uh, series 94. of books. What did I say? 84? I'm sorry, 94. Um, yeah, and actually, I think it holds up. I'm going to throw that out there right now. I was kind of expecting a, a movie that dated itself, and I... Took no issue with seeing this movie from 1994 and watching it in 2021 and be like, well, that really aged poorly. I think it actually has aged well. Yeah. Um, maybe your reaction there, Eric, uh, kind of teases how you feel about this. So let's hold off real quick. Just real quick. Let's just catch up. Let's go with you, Dave. What have you been doing? Watching anything cool lately? Playing anything? You've been working on your Castlevania games? Uh, yeah. Still chugging away through Lords of Shadow. Getting through a couple of the bosses, still f- feeling that uh, old school God of War character action pull. So that one's fun. Um, had to turn down the difficulty at a certain point because I don't have t- I don't have time to waste grinding my face into a wall of a, a meat shredder of a end boss. So I just felt a little bit of shame when they like the the tear down from Warrior is Squire. So there's a little bit of a I don't know. They take up a little bit of my pride when I have to turn it down to Squire level. It's sad. But I put it back up. But uh, Lord's Shadow is good. Um, we all got together. We didn't play a ton of it, but we all got together and played Castlevania Harmony of Despair. Yeah, we did. An that old, was fun. Old 360 yeah, game. Yeah, it was fun. And it looks it looks to be like, you know, it's your standard Castlevania, but you can have, what, up to four players play? And you're... No. More. It's is it is like it six? six I, th- it, I think it was yeah, six or eight. Oh damn. I forget, but it was definitely more than four. Yep. It's so cool because at any given time you can zoom out and see the entire castle, the whole level that you mm-hmm. have to beat. And there's a clock. And yeah, it's this co op version of OG two D platforming Castlevania. Which was really fun because you can kind of just wander off. Like, you guys can mm-hmm. go that way, and I can go this way, and, you know, a little bit you have to probably coordinate on oh, yeah. some of the bigger bosses and stuff like that, but... Well, it's nice because one person, if one person goes off, it's all shared loot, so everybody gets, whenever some one person gets a chest, everybody gets whatever's in that chest, so one person can go off exploring to, you know, this hallway and pick up the loot and everything, and everybody will get uh, everything that they pick up, and then, yeah... It really your main goal is just to get to the boss at the end of the level and defeat uh, the boss. And the first we only beat the first level. That game is kind of tough. It's tough. It's tough in a good way. Like I didn't feel like the game was being unfair. I just oh I get the hook here. Uh, you know, like we just have to kind of learn through some trial and error, which is kind of how NES 
old school games were, right? You had this one game and there was no online, maybe co-op. And you just, it was kind of hard on the first level because you kind of get a, get your money's worth out of that thing, right? So I think that it works well. Honestly, a lot of it works well. The online co-op, on, playing it on an, is this an Xbox exclusive? No, it's, I think it's just got added to Game Pass. It's not why. exclusive to Xbox. It was initially released on 360 and PS3. But one thing to note was that the on the online co-op was exclusive to the okay. Xbox version. I'm just saying I think it's cool that I can play in 2021 on my Xbox One. Yep. That 360 game with you guys. Because not all games yep. from another generation can do online co-op still. And I think that yeah, one thing that's crazy. I can't imagine not playing that co-op. Yeah, it took a, a minute cool to figure game. out because like, you still have to. If use... everybody's sitting on the couch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that, there's oh, like a, there is a sing- there is a single player. Yeah, mode. if you're playing couch co-op though, like I, you weird. said, PS3 didn't have online. Like everybody, do you split it into four corners or is everybody on the map and it just zooms out? Basically, I don't know how that would work, but right, that seems way less cool. But yeah, that one was cool. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Look to get a bit more of that in. Um, I didn't really do too much else. I played a little bit of Unsighted, but Brandon, you can talk about that because you played a lot more than I did. Um, and then just been doing building my NES Lego set, which is taking like four months now trying to put together. Um, and watching a lot of Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors, catching up on there's like 30 ish episodes of that, which is kind of insane, but it's pretty cool how you see like, you know. They do a War of the Worlds episode, or they do a Shining episode, or they do like oh, you know, a little it. bit of yes. each and kind of everything. So you know, you could see like they did an episode with like that's all yeah. on Disney Plus oh, yeah. now, right? Like an episode with like early, early 3D where they were just like you can tell they're just screwing around, like burning some budget, making some 3D homers and stuff like that. So just yeah, getting in the season, Dave. Yeah, what was the one where? Remember the man back in the day when I was really into Simpsons, they had this one Halloween episode where Homer ends up in the real world, and it was like a portal. It's I think yes, that's the 3D episode. Is that the one you're talking about? Okay, yeah, that I haven't thought about that episode. He walks, he walks through a wall, through a wall in his house and goes into 3D world. Yeah, Bart goes to get him, and Bart gets pulled back, but Homer goes in the pit, and he comes out in human world, and then it ends. That's the end of the episode. But okay. Yeah, there was like a Twilight episode, Twilight Zone episode where Bart's on the bus and it's got the gremlin on the outside yes. that's destroying the bus. Nice. Which is like oh my god, I gotta watch a marathon. Twilight of Zone episode mm-hmm. with there's so many of them though. It's kind of it's crazy. But Dad, you killed uh, uh, zombie Flanders. He was a zombie. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is dark. <laughs> I remember that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, we'll let the kids watch that. So that's fun. Everybody loves it. How about you, Eric? What you got? Uh, I played a little bit more Deathloop. Um, I don't have much else to say about it other than I'm still enjoying it. I only played, I don't know, another hour or so of it. Um, some more Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Still into that. I beat Dracula on the uh, first Castlevania game, so that was fun. I tried out a little bit of Simon's Quest. Couldn't really get into it just because it's so obtuse and I had no fucking clue where to go. Uh, so I shut that off pretty quick. Definitely need a guide yeah. for that one. Yeah. You get a guide like, or you don't even bother playing that one. You got to be in the mood to do exactly what Dave said. You got to just yeah. want to experience it. I, guide. I at least wanted to pick it up and, you know, boot it up and just see it, you know, try it out and play around with it. So, sure. 
good music. I pl- yeah. yeah, I played that for a little bit, um, and then I just I just keep going down the line. Uh, went to Castlevania three, and like Dave was saying a couple weeks ago, he was exactly right. Like it's exactly the same as Castlevania one. Like they they did Simon's <laughs> Quest, they did a little experiment with it, and then after that, they like reverted right back to the uh, original formula, which I thought was really same funny. UI, same everything. It's like same kind of like Mario. Yeah, Mario 2 yeah, was like right. Doki Doki. And then they went right back yep. to what works, tried and true. Yep. Yep. The American version, anyways. Um, let's see what else. Oh, something we all played together was a little uh Halo Infinite, a little bit of that test flight oh, over the weekend. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. Yep. That was fun. And I had a fucking blast as I a, had a blast Halo too. fan who was yep. there. Dude, it felt good. It looked good. Man, talk about the sonic shit happening right where like you think you made what they want and then you put it in front of them and they have they're like yeah, we're cool with all that you're doing but the look is a little bit eh. and they put it back in the oven and it, it i don't know i was impressed at after like the f- first couple matches i was like this feels good the thing and i still played halo 5 so i mean I, i'm still like in the in the halo too so i, I as a halo fan i thought it felt good yeah my my prime experience with Halo is I played a lot of the first one back in the day, like online and through the story campaign. That's the main one that I played a little bit of two and three at like friends houses and stuff. But like, I think they nailed the mechanics in Halo Infinite um, just from what I played. Like they modernized it, but in a way that still feels like the original Halo, especially with the maps and like the modes and everything like it still feels like halo even though they modernized Dude, the controls a warthog going against a banshee and then like the way they made the map that one map where everything just kind of kept going into each other but there's like jumps yep the the attention to the gameplay they understand their guns right and they thought the guns felt really good um i thought the sound sounded great but i'm just i appreciate how they I don't know. They they had all these cool choke points. I I just felt like there's always like an opportunity to go somewhere else. And it's 12 against 12, which is 24 people on this highly mm-hmm. designed like well, they I had, don't know. I thought it was well done. The balance was good. Yeah, they had those like larger scale uh maps and then like some of the smaller scale like 4 on 4 death matches also. We played a couple of those mm-hmm. and those are fun. Um but yeah, like you said, like that first match that we played I, I literally, the first thing I did was hop in a ghost and I was just riding around and I got like 10 kills right oh, off the bat. Were kills for Just wrecking everybody. I'm like, this just feels great and fun. And like, normally I'm not really a first person shooter guy and I'm not very good at them, but for some, but there's so much more yeah. for Halo shoot because it's not just being, if you can have a sword, you can stick a plasma grenade to somebody's back and watch them run away and explode two seconds later I don't know, and the vehicles. Yep, and if you're not good at the shooting part, you can uh, do some of the other modes, like capture the flag or the domination style, and like just go for the objectives. Oh, capture flag's fantastic. Yeah, capture flag's so fun. Um, like I, I don't know, I just had a great time with it, and like it's so cool to look forward to because we know that that multiplayer is going to be free to play for everybody, which is just insane. Um, so I'm really gonna, looking forward to that. All that. Yep. So that comes out in the summer. So, I'm used to playing Call of Duty, and just the the speed of the combat throws me off. Where 
Halo, you got the shields to deal with, and you got to put people down. And I guess duty, if you're playing right. Warzone, you got like the armor that you got to deal with on people. But it's the the pace of combat is different, which is definitely mm-hmm. an adjustment to get to deal with. Where like you empty a full clip out on somebody, you should be getting in close to either gun bottom or switch guns and finish them off with a handgun. Yep. Whereas you got to think it, of it as combos in a first person shooter, Dave. Yeah, or like. Bit. You know what I'm saying? Or like you can use the plasma pistol, charge it, go around the corner, hit them. It drains the shields. I'm such a geek. Hmm. And then then you can either get really close and punch them, one punch and you're they're dead, or you can unload your pistol, aim for the head. Or if it's auto like if it's assault rifle, just unload on them. Or, you know, chuck a grenade or shotgun needler. And they're all based in like certain ranges, certain guns. So you gotta know the move you gotta make your play. Oh, yeah, and the ranges is a definite thing it, too. Especially Call of Duty is like, going to be, I see you first, so I, you're exactly. dead. Exactly. That's thing. what like, I. Like, you that, can get attacked from behind. Yep. You still have a chance because, like, motherfucker, you could have got my shields down, but, ah, you know, throw a grenade and run away. And then you got to yeah. let your shields come back, get your shotgun out, wait for the corner. There's so many moves you can do. Halo is its own beast. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought that up, though. Like, cause it just reminds Well, me Halo, of, you got to, like, learn the maps. The and once I started to learn the maps, I started to figure things out a little more because you got to actually know where the guns are in Halo rather than duty where you just pick your yep. loadout and you just, I know I'm good with this gun. So I'm just going to use this gun and just exactly. go mow people down or yeah. I think that's like what that. I, so just I an adjustment, but I think that's why I had such a better time with it than I would have had with something like call of duty, because it's not all about like whoever's the best shot is going to win. Like it's about strategy. Like you said, Dave, it's about knowing where the guns are. Like, you have to be kind of scrappy in Halo. It's a team game. Yeah, it's a, you have to work together. You got to be scrappy. I'm not fast. You got to have for teammates. Like Twitch that makes it more fun. The Twitch shooters are like tough now because all the young kids are playing and their yep. brains aren't all clogged down with malted hops at this point, like me. So I'm just a, <laughs> just a little slower for those Twitch shooters, but that's fun. Yeah, yeah like, I had a great like time. The vehicles, vehicles added a bit. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the full release because they definitely still got some kinks to work out um, just with the with the whole wrapping. But the gameplay was uh, definitely shined through. Is it November or December? That's December 9th, I believe. So I have look look forward to that in okay. the future. Um, other than that, nice. uh, actually, I checked out, I think one of the nights after we were done playing Halo, I checked out. I just randomly had Dirt 5 downloaded on my Xbox because I think I downloaded a couple games that were enhanced for Series X and S. Um, Oh, really? Because that game looks good on my One X. What does it look like? It looks really good. Um, And like, I wasn't really, for some reason, I know you were talking about it a a while ago, Brandon, because you brought it up. um, But it was a lot more arcadey than I thought it would be. Like, I've, for some reason, I thought it was going to be more like simmy, like uh, something more like, I don't know, Gran Turismo or the Forza uh, Motorsport series. But it's definitely more t- towards like Forza mm-hmm. Horizon, which I yep. loved. Like, yeah, because you got that, you know, you got the realistic graphics and everything, but the more arcade sure. racing. Um, and it does have those options in there if you want to make it more simmy, right? To like you know shift manually or have more realistic physics. I and guess everything. I never I leave it by default. I settings. left it default, just... and I was having a fantastic time. Um, like I feel like that's the perfect amount of like 
in between arcadey and realistic that that and like forza horizon kind of rides that line and i just love that type of racing game so i was having a fantastic time with that i just think dirt five has really good track design Mm -hmm. yeah it's fun. I just enjoyed it. Like I can, like I could do three laps of this easily. It's every level has its own look. Like you'll be in like the mountains of the Himalayas, like one point, and the next thing you're like on the beaches of Miami, yep. or you know, it's just it's just crazy. Like all the, but it's I don't know. I thought that was really nice, and I like how they'll have weather mm-hmm. effects and the lighting. It might be. It was really dusk. cool. It might be. There was one map where I was racing through and it started, like you were saying, it starts in like the daytime. And as you go through the map and do laps, like it it progressively gets darker and darker. Like, and by the end of the race, it's Mm -hmm. night, it's nighttime. That was awesome. I, yeah. Yeah. So Dave, I don't know if you, you dabble with some, some racers. I would say it's just easy to get into. I can see why the dirt team, the dirt series in general has done well for such a, Knowing that Gran Turismo is out there, Mario Kart's out there, and Forza's out there, these are like the games that mostly attract a lot of the people to play racing games. And Dirt somehow has its own, does pretty well. There's a lot of games in the mm-hmm. series, so you yeah. check it out. If you're looking for something like uh, the Forza Horizon, but more of just like the the racing instead of like that open world kind of driving around, I would definitely check out Dirt 5 because I was... Pleasantly surprised um, when I booted it up. Um, I did like I don't know. The open world is it. It's fun, but it's nice to just like pick races yeah. and go, or do like a series and stuff of that stuff like that and go. Yeah, in Dirt Five, you're just yeah, that's going, cool, going through each event, and like you said, there's different types of events and everything um, with different like vehicle types. You got the rally cars, you got like the the bigger trucks and stuff, and you're just doing these crazy jumps. That- dirt bikes and stuff in it i think it's just cars i could be wrong but i mean i've i've i played like an hour of it but i want to say it's just uh like the dirt rally cars there's variety but yeah nice i probably will that that yeah that's something i'll probably just boot up like i said after like if we get off like a a multiplayer session and i just feel like playing something else for a little bit i'll just boot that up and play a couple races it's like the perfect thing for that so it's nice to have a little side game to just toss in. Like you only got like 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever. Played some Lumines this week just to, Ooh, you know, that's like a perfect, cause perfect I had a hard drive game. crash. So I'm, yeah. So I'm down to like, I'm down to a choice select few games on the internal drive. So Lumines made the cut. So that's like one of those quick ones you can just chuck in, but yeah, dirt sounds cool. I think they're all, I think there's a couple of them on game pass too. So they just added a bunch cool. and it makes me, it's, it's so good. It's such a good series that, because I, I played the, the the first one a little bit, the second one a little bit, and I played the fifth this fifth one. But I know there's all these other versions that's been throughout, so I do like that. Good good job Xbox for getting that into the Game Pass. Yep. What about you, Brandon? You got anything anything else for us? I got yeah. You know, I feel like our uh, our catch up section right here is is very different. We're all kind of all over the place. Um, so. <laughs> Dave uh, shared a link on Reddit, and one of the links in, in in this post, it was basically like, what are some old websites or something, or useful websites? Yeah. And somebody threw out an old game, old like PC games or whatever you could play through like your browser, you could download, I don't know. And then I, I kind of got sidetracked, and I went and found dosgames.com, and it's old DOS games. I had a computer, 
uh, in the early 90s. And a Pentium 486. Mm. And it was a big Fancy deal. Fancy lad. Yeah, my dad said, this is a... Yeah, and I could play all these games in Windows off of DOS. So there was this <laughs> era of my life as a gamer where I played DOS games. Uh, I mainly got the PlayStation Classic or, you know, the little mini classic thing that kind of came out a couple years ago. Got it for 25 bucks off Amazon because it had Destruction Derby on it. And it, I didn't know it was on PlayStation, but I, I, I remember Ooh. loving that game. And that's, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a cool game. It's still pretty cool, actually. And anyway, so I'm on this DOSGames.com site, and it's just brings back so many memories of these games I played. There are games that I'll probably you'll never see a sequel to. Maybe like I'm thinking Commander Keen kind of stuff, but like even <laughs> oh, yeah. more indie than that. Yeah, just like CGA graphics, and then going to VGA was like going NES to Super NES, but in PC terms. So it was just I don't know these old memories just started coming back a lot, like out of sleep or something like that when I was looking at these old ass games that I used to play back in my early teenage years. But, uh, and then another thing, so we're, I'm going to Disney with my family. So there's a good chance you're going to hear an episode where Eric, I think is taking the reins from me uh, while I'm gone, but I'm going to be in Disney taking my kids. I got a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. Yeah. And dude, this is good times on there for kids. So we've been, so I want, I want them to just know the characters and know the, you know, we're just, whatever. We're into this shit. So we're going to go, we're mm-hmm. watching all these Disney classics. And I got to tell you, um, Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. Well, I'm extremely impressed with the quality of the artwork. If you go and watch. Um, That's all the cell animation back Sleeping then too. Be- That's crazy. Sleeping Beauty is but it's not crazy. Even, yes. The, this the animation is stunning, especially in Snow White for 1938. But uh, I was watching Sleeping Beauty, and the artwork, the background art to Sleeping Beauty, is so amazing. And I kind of looked into the background of it, and I guess it was kind of a big deal. This guy kind of set a high standard for the rest of the team to kind of keep up with what he made, but looks like indie games today like you'll see really artsy games and it's like oh wow where did they come up with this look i feel like this is the guy that came up with this look it it's very hard angles and geometric but also detailed and huh. well shaded and the line work is it looks like a modern day indie game that you would play with like a really good budget you know kind of like hades or something like that and i just couldn't keep my eyes off of the the how beautiful this movie was you know oh, that's cool um but you got, yeah uh yeah i played some of that well go ahead no have you seen the sword in the stone lately that was one that always i always liked the animation that's of it coming as a up. kid that uh that one was good mm-hmm. it's got uh king arthur and the wizard that turns him into different animals or whatever that's a always that underrated disney one but that's from it's got to be in the 40s or 50s i think uh is it yeah it might be i think it might be later i think that one's like 60s 70s because i i was just looking at the old movies that disney made and i was like oh okay all right yeah and i pinocchio was like the next movie that disney made after snow snow white 63 sword in the stone yeah that sounds right you can tell by the style or at least i am dude i'm literally watching all these disney old classic movies now we just we also did like beauty and the beast 
and all that stuff. So I've been watching all these movies. So right now I'm like, ah, I'm into it. Disney um, Overload. But I got to get ready, man. <laughs> got my fucking Disney Star Wars over. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. Um, But anyways, yeah, you guys brought up Unsighted. Uh, real quick, that movie, or that, I'm sorry, that game has like this Super Nintendo kind of retro feel to it. I'm digging it. It's really fun. I think it has online co-op. I think I need you guys to help me. Uh, but it plays kind of like Hades, just not as slick, not as deep or as good, but it's like in that style and it has like this loop to it. Um, but I, we don't need to get into it. I got to spend more time with it, but I spent a couple hours with it and I, I got far enough where I'm I'm liking it. Actually, Game Pass dropped a lot of Sable or whatever. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's a little slow, but I, I'm digging the art style of Sable. I don't even want to explain it. Just look it up. It's interesting. But the one thing I want to talk about before I wrap up is Midnight Mass is on Netflix, and I watched it. This is the guy who made, oh, was it House on Haunted Hill and or whatever it is, Hill House or Haunting of Hill House? Yep. Yeah, and he made another one, Something Manor. Anyways, mm-hmm. he came out with this show, and hmm, do you guys want me to spoil? this in any way do you guys have any interest in watching this or well if, i mean i loved uh hill house and bly manor so i bly would manor. maybe okay. check this out um okay i won't i won't yeah yeah, yeah. I, won't I don't know anything because... about it yeah 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 um i'll just say that he's really good at making a world real quick making a mystery real quick and what how he executes it may or may not vibe with you. It's a shame I can't talk about this one on this episode for reasons, but I won't ruin it for you or anybody who hasn't caught up with it yet because it is fairly new and I just crushed it. Um, acting's good. There's a... it Just, you know what? If you don't like the first couple episodes, I got to tell you, the show really becomes what it's really about after the... F- you got to get halfway into it. So if you can tolerate the mystery and the characters in the world, and if you like, kind of give it a chance, um, I think you'll like the first four episodes. And then at that point, I think it's gonna you're going to either be like, oh, really? Or is this where we're going? Or you're going to be like, oh, really? Is this where we're going? I, I'll tell you what. It'll be really cool if you guys do watch this show and follow, follow up um, with, with me. I would like to hear... At least you, Eric, if you're into this stuff. Yeah, I but. might check it out. What's it called? Midnight Mass? Midnight Mass, yeah. Okay. What's it on? Netflix. It's like eight eight shows, eight episodes. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely interested because I really like uh, what good the acting, done. good good visuals, good music, all that stuff. You know, it's more of the story and yeah, but I, I won't ruin it. Uh, that's it for me. Um, okay. Let's talk about some vampires. Again. Let's take a break. Let's get spooky. (laughs) Spooky. Spooky. We are back. And we're... (laughs) Man, what we were talking about between... Recording this and what we just recorded is uh, it's a left sharp so. left turn. It's a sharp left turn. Yeah, um, we're ready to talk some vampires though. Uh, actually, we're re- we're ready to talk about 
a movie that came out in 1994. It was called Interview with a Vampire. What are people saying about about the movie? Uh, a couple responses from Mi Familia, so thank you. Uh, we have my uncle Ken Goodman. He said, I enjoyed the movie, then read the book. As always, it was better. Tom Cruise, though not nearly as tall and not perfect, did Lestat justice. Dunst was incredible despite her young age, especially playing a disturbing adult character. I've read all of Rice's Lestat slash vampire books. Interview is not the best of them. Hmm. So that's interesting. Um, my aunt, uh, Sheila, said, I really thought this movie was creepy. The book was written way better than the script, which is interesting. Huh. A lot of high praise for the book. Um and my mom actually commented also, thanks mom, said Aww. I definitely enjoyed the book more, but excited to hear a new generation's take on the movie. A lot of vampire um, fans in the family, that's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, some responses over on Twitter. Um, Sadie Anders says, I find the Parisian vampires so interesting, a mix of hedonism, morality, and maybe a better grasp of humanity and artifice than those watching their play possess. Hmm. which is an interesting point. Um, our buddy Jake Iveson says, love the movie. My mother was very into the Vampire Chronicles book series, so we watch this often. The acting is incredible. The story is very intense. Always loved Queen of the Damned also, even though it didn't have the same feels as Interview. And then our uh, other buddy Chris Logan commented, said Chris. this movie defiant. <laughs> this movie defined vampires for me and later the books when i went back and read them i wish this creative team uh had been able to make a sequel also kirsten dunce gave one of the best child performances in movie history absolutely i know brandon is a big hater on child actors i am <laughs> i am i'm glad that you pointed that out because like yes most of the time kids are the worst actors in the movies i see it's always, almost always. She, I'll get into it actually um, when we, we get into that. But yeah, that was, <laughs> I agree with a lot of the points that people brought up. Because um, I have mixed feelings on this movie. I know you do, Eric. I th I know you made a comment before recording. I think all of us do. It's it's tough, man. Uh, I, but it's also, dude, we just watched, we just watched uh, Castlevania that's a video game series uh, that is about vampires, and we just watched the Netflix anime version of it, or at least the first two seasons. You guys are still playing the games. I ran through the, some of the games. Um, I've watched some content outside that turns out to be vampire content, and now I just watched this movie. Real quick, I think I'm done with uh people sucking blood out of people's throats the sound of 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 something biting somebody's <laughs> neck blood, the, over vampires i'm just i'm i think i'm done with it man you i don't get one know of those, you gotta get one of those cool thumb rings stabby things i had to take my i had to look away during this movie thought we we're gonna do twilight next <laughs> my vampires don't sparkle in the sunlight that's all i know <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> okay you know hold on Wait, real quick Do i have we one get more surprise vampires oh, oh okay i have i yeah, have one more it. surprise so okay well first of all i'll just plug our social here you can get us at twitter um at nomads of fantasy and that's also nomads of fantasy on instagram um but you can also 
contact us through our email address, which is nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And I have a surprise. Uh-oh. We, well, other than my mom, which she was the first official email that we got. Thanks, mom, again. We got our first official fan email. Ooh. It's not okay. a cease and desist or anything? No, it is not. Oh, is it okay. Dave's mom? <laughs> no. No. Don't get too excited. <laughs> um, this is from uh, Jessica. So if if uh, if Jessica or if da- Dave's mom's name is Jessica, this might no, be no, it's not. <laughs> huh? And she simply says, "Hello." Oh, that's all. Hi, hi Jessica. <laughs> hi, Jessica. Thanks for writing uh, in. Thanks for writing in. I, I hope appreciate you're doing it. Great. Um, that's it. I hope you like vampires. Cause no subject. It just says hello. Oh, not even a subject either. Ooh. No subject. Uh, well, I know you don't want to read the email address, but um, are you sure this was not a bot? This is from a Gmail account. I don't know. Jessica, hmm. if you're out there, if you're listening, hi. Okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah, hello. Well, that's cool. Um, well, I hope it's real. <laughs> And I hope we're not being. <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate well, it. That's right to the top of our, sh- our shout out list. Yep, Jessica, number one, number one fan. That's exciting as finding out who our sponsor is, which is my freaking <laughs> when I threw my business name. Out. I mean, like, <laughs> like that is uh, it's very fitting. Um, man, being a new show, being a young show, is uh, not tough, but. It is hard not to pick on yourself, you know, <laughs> we are growing. I, I see the numbers. I see the downloads. And I appreciate everybody who has been going. And like, if you are telling other people, like, I dig it, man. And I know some people are, have been listening. They have asked to be on the show. And I truly appreciate that. Honestly, I didn't think we would have more than five listens for each show. And we do get some numbers. And I don't know, whatever. I, I, I think it's fantastic. So if that email is real. That's cool. <laughs> I don't care what you say. The fact don't that you, you talk about Jess like that. <laughs> She's our number one fan. Yeah, at this point, if you take the time to go to our website, go to the email and, and type that in and hit send, that's not hard to do. Uh, but there it is. That's the barrier. That's the that's the line. Also, so. reviewing five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Same uh, same thing. Very much. That would help us out immensely. Appreciated immensely as well. Yes, and also, if you're one of us where you have a podcast and you're liking how we're doing it over here, please share feedback. Also, if you want to be on our show or ask one of us to be on your show, we're also into that. Um, I'm definitely digging the podcasting community as I kind of hang out with these people and meet them and the things that I do. So I appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody that just geeks out with us. Um, (laughs) I've gotten feedback where, like, wow, you guys really know your shit. And I don't know if we do. I just think the type of guys we are, we just nerd out on stuff. Hence the mm-hmm. name and the creation of this podcast. We just can't help geek out on some of the stuff that we watch or play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Should we get All into right. it? Yeah, let's get into it, man. Let's get into some vampires. Then let's fucking take a break from vampires. But uh, <laughs> let's talk uh, about this one. Yeah, let's, uh, Eric, real quick, why don't you just, you know, run us through what we just watched, and then we can kind of riff from there. Sure. 
All right. Well, let's set it up here. Um, so it starts out with a something that was interesting. I know I feel like movies don't do this as often as they used to is put the credits right at the beginning of the movie. Like they have this huh. when they when they first started up, they have this nice tracking shot of San Francisco um, and they have they run through all the cast, um, you know, the director producing all this stuff. Um, and I feel like movies don't do that as much nowadays where they just have this nice tracking shot with some music and the, you know, they have the rolling credits in the beginning. That was a um, long ass. That was shot something too, I noticed. Though. That was yep. impressive just from the get go out of just like standard cinematography, like the long ass shot that they put right in the beginning. Like I'm like, wow, they, so a lot of extras. It really and a lot sets of work the went pace. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of a full, probably just over two hours. Right. It definitely sets the pace of like, this is how the camera work is going to go for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned cinematography because it's actually won a BAFTA for best cinematography. So, okay, I'll believe it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it won it won a couple of awards. It was nominated for a couple Oscars as well, best art direction and best original score. Um, didn't win, but was nominated. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it starts off that way. We're in modern day San Francisco. We track up to this apartment um, with Brad Pitt standing in the window, and then Christian Slater is also there, um, and he is the interviewer. Um, and I like I like how they set the story up. Um, I really like the the story and the storytelling structure with the whole uh, interview cool. thing. Yeah, definitely. It's literally an interview. He is sitting down hitting a record, lighting up a cigarette, and asking him questions. <laughs> and, it's, and then Brad Pitt's like... Telling a story. Telling him his story. Mm-hmm. And it's full of exposition. Like, he's the narrator. He's the main character. It's his story. But, yeah, it's cool. It's different, especially for vampires, man. It's just mm-hmm. like the format meets the, the content. I thought it was very unique. Now, maybe this doesn't matter... Um, and maybe it was mentioned in the movie, but my question was, why is Christian Slater interviewing Brad Pitt, Louis's character in the first place? Um, because he doesn't know he's a vampire to begin with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Didn't, why I thought he, he asked him, him to be there. Like he'd been watching him for a little bit, did decided not to kill him. And then he decided okay. to tell him his story. Basically. Gotcha. Vampires okay. can put you in a trance, right? And they can seduce you with their presence, I guess. I think that's what I've learned. Also, each vampire has its own ability, as as we learn. So he just... Brad Pitt is a, uh, a one-of-a-kind vampire. It, at least it seems like it's alluded to that. Because they are all mm-hmm. they all desire what it is about what makes him the kind of vampire that he has become. And I think one of his abilities... I don't know is to get people to trust him. I okay. think because that's what he says. Like you, I've, I've, I've been watching you, but here we are. So I like Brad Pitt's watching him. I don't know. He's, but the, whatever. he's yeah, the vampire he, with a, with morals and a conscience. He's like, I don't know. He's still got that bit of humanity left to him. Yep. He still has that. Yeah. A little bit of that humanity. Yep. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, I feel like I was confused about that in the beginning, uh, but yeah. So they set it up uh, as an interview. Um, like I said, I like 
I really like that storytelling structure. And then Louis gets into his whole life story of how he became a vampire, um, which it goes back to uh, 1971 or 1971, 1791, Louisiana. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and Louis is a owner of a plantation, so he's, you know, he's pretty wealthy. Um, but we learn that his uh, wife and unborn child had just died. Um, so he kind of doesn't really have any died in birth. left to live. Yep, died in mm. childbirth. So he's so. he died when they died, basically. So he's loaded with money, and he's got no will to live, and he just walks around aimlessly. Mm-hmm. Getting yep, hammered and playing cards. But he yeah, doesn't want to die, though. He just doesn't want to live, which is very interesting. Right. He's not. He's not, like, trying to actively, like, kill himself or anything, but he's not afraid to die yeah. you know because they're you lack the, the courage of your is, convictions right he gets into <laughs> the poker. That's the line, hey, real quick they were playing poker and he threw down like a diamond <laughs> a, yeah and then the other card next to it was like a spade but there was no number it was just that was weird it was like these there were aces four aces is that what it was but it didn't have an a i guess yeah. you just have to like go by the weird. counting of oh is there oh yeah that's true but it's a single an ace is a single so one one star, one diamond, or whatever is star. Yeah, I just didn't no notice anything in the corner, and it threw me off. I know that much. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they weren't according to Hoyle, no. But. But yeah, Brett. Yeah, that was pretty young cool. ass. Brett Pitt is just like, I don't care to die. I'll die over this game. I don't give a shit. I just can't kill myself. <laughs> you can kill me. So he kind of welcomes death whenever it falls upon him because he's just like a, a drunk that's just loaded with money, just kind of mm-hmm. sleeping with women and just. Living a lost, aimless, pointless life. Yep. Um, so on that same night, uh, he's just walking along and um, we get the impression that a vampire is stalking him. And that vampire happens to be Tom Cruise's character, um, whose name is Lestat. It's an interesting name, um, which he's he hails from Paris. So maybe that's a common name over there. But uh, and he basically <laughs> just uh snatches him up and drags him like they go flying into the sky and he's just like i hated the scene <laughs> it's a weird ass scene yeah i hated it it's a, the practical effects are are tough sometimes because you can tell that there's like a string pulling like two dudes up it at felt points, like. like that it felt like a ballet yeah. began it, out yeah there. and it, tom cruise is just like I- i'm french yeah do I have to be French? You're Tom Cruise, and you're a big movie star. All right, I don't want to be French, but I'll have a French name, and I'll be French, but I'm not going to have a French accent. No French accent, and no. He wasn't like, oh, Louis, would you like to be a vampire? <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> fucking Tom Cruise, just speaking different. I don't know. I thought that was weird. I get, Maybe he's older than the French accent. I, I guess we don't really right. know his Right, he could age, have outgrew so. it, whatever. Sure, yeah. I just... His name is, you know, kind of French sounding though. So whatever. It's yeah. a fucking well, th- movie. I thought from this, like the beginning is when is the last time like Tom, like all Tom Cruise movies uh, are like action oriented now? Like this was a real actors acting acty kind of movie. Oh, yeah. Where everybody's everybody's Very, getting into character yeah. and playing roles and stuff like that. And I don't remember the last time I've seen Tom Cruise not play like a super spy or action person or whatever it's i mean it's been a while i'm sure like 
there have been more along the way, but because there's about a billion Tom Cruise movies at this point, but that is one thing. An actor's actoring role. Yeah, that is one thing that I actually liked about this movie was Tom Cruise and uh, Brad Pitt's acting. Like, I feel like they really got into their characters. They had some great character acting. And I did kind of, like, lose myself in the characters. Like, I could separate, you know, like, you got big movie star Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in these two main roles. But I could see them as Louis and Lestat instead of just Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I thought they did great that's a great a, job with the, with the character acting. That's a, yeah, big jump in a lot of movies sometimes is shaking off that... This is, oh, this is, you know, Tom Cruise acting or Paul Rudd is Ant-Man. But, oh, no, it's just Paul Rudd. You know, it's tough sometimes. But So, okay, now with the plot, right, They Brad Pitt gets converted into a vampire at this mm-hmm. point, which, when do we get into vampire rules? Do you want to continue with the story real quick and we kind of talk about vampire stories? rules or whatever i mean we can get into it we can get into it now i don't Um, yeah i mean at this point it's just like the the rest of the story basically is uh brad pitt becomes a vampire and he struggles with the morality of it where Mm -hmm. we learn that letang he lestat lestat what i say letang i'm sorry yeah wow letang defenseman for the pittsburgh penguins Former. Yeah, oh wow! Good. Yeah, that he. Um, I gotcha. He doesn't have the morality of a human being. It's like he's so old that he's forgotten what it's like to be human. He just has fun with it. He enjoys. He does what he humans. wants. He just. Like, yeah, yeah, he he's treats them like playthings. He's a yeah. jerk, and he, which is interesting because then we learn later on from other vampires that they meet, um, which is really hard to do. But when they finally do, after like a couple hundred years of of Brad Pitt and whatever. Um, he, he, he bumps into uh, Antonio Banderas's character and he learns about all these other vampires. And then they even say, you know what it is about you is that you still have morality. You still have like, we're looking for purpose and he still has Brad Pitt's character still has like maybe not purpose, because he didn't really have purpose before he became a vampire, but mm-hmm. he he has this thing that he carries with him where, like, I don't want to die, and I still know what's good and bad. I know what's right from wrong. I still have morals, values. Well, he's, I'm a purpose, good person. There's a, there's a chunk in the middle I was gonna there. going to say his purpose No, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I glossed over that on purpose, but I'm just saying, but overall, that's what it's a, <laughs> that's what movie is about. He's being interviewed, and he's just kind of, we're learning about this. Now, there are some key characters, some key events that happen that also kind of emphasize why he is, like, an awesome character. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we can go into – I mean, really, where do you guys want to go into? You want to go into the characters? You want to go into – You know, like – Or you just uh, hit the hit the main points of the plot, and then we can just bounce out from there. All right. Well, yeah, sure. How about – so, more? I mean – Claudia is introduced, and I think that's when the movie really picks up for me. Mm-hmm. I did not really enjoy yeah. this movie up until she's introduced because I was struggling. I was like, "Man, this is rough watching." Yeah, up to that There's point, two vampire it was just kind of yeah. It was just kind of it was the stat boring. Kind of they could have done bumming around, going to yeah, like it's it was basically Lestat trying to get Louis to forget his humanity and just become like him and just not care about anything. And there, there's like the scene with the, 
the scene at the hotel or whatever where they mm-hmm. got the, the two what girls or whatever. To. Yep. Like that's the that's the big one before Claudia comes about and that kind of drives the creation. I didn't mind that scene yeah. or whatever where where he's, you know, drinking from the, the ladies of the night, we'll say. Uh Lestat is and he's trying to get Louis because Louis like I don't know, I don't know if he's still eating rats then or whatever and he pours you know pours the wine from the chick's wrist and makes him drink or tries to get him to drink it and stuff like that but there's a big argue about humanity basically in there and you know Louis gives you know the speech about how he doesn't want to kill and Lestat's given the speech about you know how we're better than them you know like why do why the fuck do we care like we're better than them anyway so. That's a big one going into the Claudia thing where mm-hmm. Louis finally breaks down. <laughs> he doesn't want to kill uh, prostitutes or anything like that or random homeless people. But then he finds the little girl whose mom is basically dead and dad is basically gone and dead. So I'm assuming that in his mind he thought that you know she would be dead anyways, more or less. Mm-hmm. So he's doing her a favor by killing her. And then Lestat shows up laughs at him. <laughs> Louis goes running away and eats rats for a little while. Uh, Lestat goes and finds him, turns her. They live as a happy vampire family for a while. Um, for like then... 30 years. <laughs> I know, it's weird because they're mm-hmm. like, you know, they're teaching her how to be a vampire. And it, like, it's funny because like, she's more ruthless than any, like <laughs> she's more ruthless than Louis for sure. But well, yep. Lestat, She's like Lestat's pupil. Yes, he. She was because of her age, and as a child, as we know, like children just don't have discipline or patience. So very imagine being yeah on Lestat, you know. Yeah, she's like eleven years old when she turned, or twelve, something like she's, that. So it's crazy. Yeah. So he, and he's he's childish too, and in his own like, in his own way. So the two of them together were a horrible, horrible duo, mm-hmm. and obviously Louis had issues for sure which is what makes his character but yeah the way he handles and witnesses and behaves is kind of what drives his character for sure the movie gets better as it goes along though this is weird like this movie to me was ah i'm having a hard time and then when she's introduced it really brings out who we're watching and the decisions they make make sense even her too like she even grows as a as a character well, it's weird because she grows mentally. She doesn't grow physically, which ends up yes. <coughs> causing some... Yeah, because we learned yeah, that causing some she came and cut her hair. Her, she cuts her hair short, yeah. and then it grows right back. She's like, you are eternally stuck looking like this. Which is kind of a rough place. That's why you don't make vampires that young. But I guess if you want me to rip, well, that's one rip of the through rules, the rest yeah. of the... Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, so they got her. She they and the, Well, that's even weird, too, because, again, Brad Pitt's character, Louis, he... He can never go the final step, which is like get bring them almost to death, and then you can leave them to die or kill them, or you can convert them, right? But you just got to be careful who you convert with. And he, mm-hmm. for some reason, out of emotion, he almost kills her. He thinks he killed her to kill, like, because she's going to slowly probably, like, die on the streets anyway. So he thought yeah. he was, like, putting her out of her misery. But then uh, Tom Cruise is, like, hanging out, and he's like, huh. We're drifting apart. We're not really seeing eye to eye, and I can't really connect with him. But maybe on an emotional level, I can get him to stay by giving him a companion. 
So he It's exactly the same thing when two people are in a troubled marriage and they try to have a kid. <laughs> I was thinking about that. And too. it just doesn't work. Oh, my two dads. So Lestat's the mom. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Lestat or something like wants that. to have or a doesn't kid. doesn't have to be the mom, but yeah. Yep. And they decide to get pregnant and it you know it works for a while. Um, but then things go downhill pretty quickly. Um, she realizes that basically Lestat is never going to let Louis go more or less. So in her own, like (laughs) her own fucked up way, this is one of my favorite scenes of the movie too, is when she betrays Lestat and she finds two twins that he knows, like he'll, you know, that's just like a thing. Like, Ooh, I get to eat twins tonight. Like, He'll be into it. Mm-hmm. She poisons them with something that specifically keeps their blood warm. And apparently vampires cannot drink after the heart has stopped. I don't know why that's a bad well, thing. Well, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. You skipped some... Well, hold on a second. You skipped something. So sure. the big... Halfway into the movie, this is where the switch is because she is his pupil, Lestat's pupil. But then she sees a woman... And she yearns to be a woman, but she's eternally trapped mm-hmm. as a child. She realizes she struggles. She's like, she's never. Going oh to wow, I've never yeah. even thought about this, but I should be that, and I want to be that really bad. And she even like kind of captures like uh, her, her or something like that, and brings her dead. But she like wants to be her so bad that she kills the woman and leaves the corpse in her body. And there's like certain rules that she keeps breaking. She's a, she's just <laughs> eating the help. She's so young. And the way she became a, um, a zombie, a vampire is mm-hmm. so different than others. And we'll learn that later. But, um, you know, she's killing. Yeah. Like the, the rule, you don't do it at home. You don't take a human to your house and kill them at your house. And she keeps doing it. Um, she mm-hmm. kills this woman. She brings her into like a bedroom and lays her in the bed. And she's buried underneath under all these like dolls. Cause she has like hundreds of years of dolls and stuff like that. And, Anyways, you see this struggle where she starts to have resentment to Lestat for what she's done to him. And she has this really great moment, a really impressive scene where she like explodes when she cuts her hair. That's fantastic. She wants to change and she can't. And the hair comes back. It's this big head of curly hair. And she's just like, who did it? Which one of you did it? Who did it? The way she mm-hmm. screams, it's like, oh my God, this <laughs> is like so a, a grown ass woman. But it's like, duh, she's not a child. This isn't a grown ass woman. She's like almost 40 years old at this scene. And she's extremely mad. I thought that was really incredible. So that's when the movie really, like, for me, went from, like, I don't know, it just went from another to another level. And I really appreciated what I was watching because from then on, that's where the movie kind of took off, the story takes off and they she goes to louis side and then she starts scheming but we'll get into that whatever but i'm just saying like i you kind of gloss over but i just oh that, that is, a, that is so... a great scene too because she kind of steals the show there with just her performance more or less yeah incredible especially out of a kid that's i don't know how old she was probably 10 10 or 11 at the time yeah yeah and they were mm-hmm. like showing how she's like so likable, and she crawls in the bed. She tries to even be like her own independent woman, <laughs> but she keeps crawling in bed with Brad Pitt. And <laughs> yeah, and it's just like his door. Like those two have such a bond, you know, because they both are. Mm-hmm. He made both of them, so they're kind of like not brother or sister because he sees her as his daughter, but still, like he 
takes care of her and i don't know it's it's a it's a cool rela- it's a weird relationship mm-hmm. but it works she did, yeah it is weird but it really yeah, starts as, uh, working at this point of the movie she did win or she got nominated for as, a golden globe for best supporting actress that year at 10 or 11 okay for just this movie which is That's impressive awesome. so that just to get the nominee yeah super, super impressive mm-hmm yeah, as Louis and Claudia grow closer, they grow further away from Lestat at that point. And they're kind of trying to, I mean, they uh, the resentment grows to Lestat for, you know, because he, he's the one that turned them both. Um, and kind of seems like they both didn't really want it in the first place. But they, you know, I mean, Brad Pitt was, you know, his character was given a choice, but he realizes that that's not really what he wanted. Um so, he never wanted it. Um, so the resentment for Lestat grows with both of them, and they kind of come up with this plot. But he's a jerk. She did. Of him. She did. Um, Louis didn't. <laughs> I was going to say. She did. That's yeah, true. Yeah, he, he never could. He, he still can't kill. He's got the morality. He still thinks that, like, killing is bad. Mm-hmm. We really shouldn't kill people. Really shouldn't do it. And even if it is Lestat, like, mm-hmm. I can't. He is my master. I respect, like, the life he's given me. Like, he gets all of it. And that's, again, what all these things that... He witnesses, he always has a stance. He always kind of takes the high road kind of thing. But she's, yeah, she's like, no, she's a schemer. She's she's naughty. <laughs> she's dangerous. She has been a naughty girl. Uh, yeah, we get to that scene, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. She ends up, she ends up off, as a peace offering, offering the twins that I mentioned with who she poisoned with, I forget what it was, that keeps their blood warm. So, yep. She plays it innocent. She goes to <laughs> offer Lestat, you know, these two twins as a peace offering, and which obviously they're both dead. So apparently that has ill effects on the vampires. He was like sick or struggling. Or as- yeah. yeah. And so what does she do? She just uh, pulls his head back and slits his throat. And <laughs> there's just a massive amount of blood all over as Lestat is on the ground, which I saw a little fact on it. After she cuts the throat, that's basically that's an animatronic Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise there. That is not the actor in makeup, which I thought was mm. kind of impressive. Crazy. It's a cut, crazy quick scene, scene, but that's cool. Yeah. So then, uh, basically, they go dump him into a swamp. They wrap him up, throw him in a swamp. You see and an, an alligator, alligator come like... over to eat him. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and they go back. I mean, they go back and they start packing up to move out. They're going to go to Europe, basically, to go try and find some of the other vampires, figure out where they came from, all that kind of stuff. One of the cool, another cooler scene of the movie is, you know, a knock at the door and no one's there. Oh, and all of a sudden, creepy swamp thing, Tom Cruise, the stat pops up because, uh, Basically, you can't kill a vampire like that. That's a, there's only well, a few things that can kill. If vampires, you look at but... that scene, um, there's blood when the alligator gets to his body when they dump the body, yes. and you're sp- supposed to believe that he's being eaten alive, right? By, or, or whatever, or eaten by the alligator or whatever. Clearly, he ate it. <laughs> Even yep. though he's oh, yeah. above eating animals, he, I think to live, he Did ate that survive. thing enough. Yeah. To get his power because, yeah, you can come back to life if you get the, the blood. And that, so that was scene a cool was scene, though. Like, creepy uh, as hell. He's, he's playing Bone the piano shift. and he's behind, he's behind the curtain and the camera's slowly panning and you're waiting for the wind to blow the curtain down so you can see the the makeup. He looks like he was straight out of Thriller. 
Like he was, uh, <laughs> he was, he was not looking good, but he was ready to murder at least uh, Claudia. I'm not sure if he was ready to murder Louis there, but he goes to attack her. Louis throws a, uh, what is it, a oil lamp or whatever at his feet, and he goes up in yeah. flames. Yep. There's a lot of. There's a lot of good fires in this movie. I want to give a shout out to the the film crew because there's at least three buildings burning down throughout this I movie. Say, they literally set uh, in the entirety of uh, New Orleans on fire with that <laughs> yeah. one throw of the, the oil lamp. I, that was a bit yeah. absurd, but Whoops. I still appreciated it for the story. But I thought it was cool, too. The stuntman that was lit up on fire when Tom Cruise's character is on fire. He like starts running up around the scene because he's a vampire. They mm-hmm. defy gravity when they want to, apparently, and he just runs up the ceiling a little bit. I thought that was a cool shot. Like, I don't yeah. know, just like yeah. wow, I've never seen a man run on the ceiling while he's on fire. <laughs> I guess a vampire would. Do and that. I thought that was that was cool though too because if you know, I noticed that during that scene is because the flames obviously go up, but he was crawling on the ceiling, but the flames were still going up, so it wasn't a camera trick where they were like flipping the set upside down or something like that because the flames would be going against okay. gravity that way i don't know it's just a cool camera trick i'm not quite yeah, sure yeah i I, that, I noticed but... that too i noticed that too and i kind of first in the moment i was like well how are they doing that but then yeah. <laughs> at this point the movie's really become not an action movie but it becomes it goes from like a romance kind of bromance kind of thing going on to this like interesting drama with her to let's kill him and then the dude's on fire, running up on the ceiling. The whole town Say goes it. up in flames, and they're like, "We're waiting any second for him to come out of the ocean or the sea and like attack us." And <laughs> he's very like haunting. He he's very dangerous as a vampire. Uh, I was gonna say, how many sad. times can he come back to life <laughs> throughout this movie? Because <laughs> he comes there's, back quite a few times. There's and they, only they think he's dead. There's only a few ways to kill a vampire, apparently, and cutting off their head seems oh. to work pretty well. Cutting them in half True. seems yep. to work pretty well. But apparently There's not some... fire? Not fire. They're flammable, Fires. though. Like, it doesn't take much for you to go up in flames if you're a vampire, I noticed. It could have been the oil. could have been their... They were, like, these floofy, like, French pirate shirts with the big ruffles. I bet you those go up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, back then, you wore a lot of perfume because you probably stank. So <laughs> that's just, true. Everyone's like, <laughs> you're ready to go up in flames. <laughs> oh man. But, uh, let's see. Where oh, but anyways, there? yeah. So at this point though, so they kill him, they, they run away, they go to Europe and they bump into some weird vampire. What was that guy? Yeah, deal? that was weird scene. It's like a, I did not like that scene. <laughs> it was creepy theater vampires. But he was like the head. Yeah. He was the head theater vampire. But Louis was like, I don't like this. I wait so long to meet another one of us, and this is what I encounter. <laughs> a <laughs> fucking right. vampire clown. I was like, Yeah, I'm with you. Screw that guy. <laughs> yeah, that was a little rough. But he uh, he invites them to the theater basically, and then they go to the theater and they see all of the vampires basically at the theater doing like a live performance, and. Eventually, like Armand comes out, uh, which is Antonio Banderas. Uh, and well, yeah, well, you meet him the night of the other oh, yeah, you vampire do. too, because he's like, he's like, is it come and all this stuff? And is it me or can you not stop looking at his wig? Like the hair on Antonio Banderas, like I did, did not look legit to me. It looked like a dude with a regular haircut that just plugged well, in hair extensions. 
I didn't mind him as much as like Tom. I thought Tom Cruise's wig was extremely distracting. Or maybe the Tom Cruise should not have blonde hair. <laughs> I don't know. I, I and then like looking at Brad Pitt, and he's he's a gorgeous man. He's a beautiful man. But it's just like even him was just like, man, what's with this hair? Is that real hair? It could be real hair, but I don't know. I I had to kind of tune out the hair because it's very distracting for Tom me. Tom didn't bother me. It was <laughs> yeah, just the Antonio that threw me off. And I mean, okay. All right. Brad Pitt looked looked like normal long dude hair, but what did you think of Antonio Banderas's character? I, I forget his name actually, but um, Armand. Armand, yeah. What did you think of his character? Uh, I mean, he was kind of cool because you know he was like the silent type, and he had this whole old... this whole brood of like vampires that basically followed him. I'm assuming that he kind of created all of them. And it was just he's the oldest. He says, yeah, yeah. and he yeah. Well, until. Until the Queen of the Damned books, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know if he made Lestat. That was the one thing that I was kind of curious about during a lot of those Armand scenes. It's like, is he the one that made Lestat? And that's why they know each other because you do eventually. He knows. He said that. He knows where he I came thought from. that was a little bit implied. That's kind of what I got from that. He said, it... I knew him enough to know I don't like him or something like that. Because <laughs> that Armand... he won't be. Yeah, he won't be Armand... missed when he's gone. He won't be mourned. Armand is old as shit, and he—it's he. I think he's an interesting character because he sees Brad Pitt as this new version of vampires because he's so old that he has no memory of being a human or morality, but he does know that he doesn't like this version of vampires that he's with right now, and even though he created them. He's like they're aimless. They they're just being vampires to be vampires and they're kind of clowns. They got nothing to them except they yeah, no, they're just jackasses. There, there's no depth to them really. They're just like you know, yeah. And it bores him, right? Because if you're you're if you're living forever, you need you're you're gonna get bored eventually. And he gets bored, but he sees Brad Pitt just like you know, Lestat, same thing. Mm-hmm. He he's not boring. He's interesting. He like Lestat even says the things that you do that anger me make me love you more like you're just you're the, the most perfect version of a vampire because you're a vampire we all are but you have this thing about you that makes you struggle about being a vampire and it brings the best out of everybody you know out of vampires i guess and that's why i thought like in his character armand or whatever he armand right he mm-hmm. sees this instantly with him and he's like ah oh, yes i need this kind of this is the version a vampire I need to be around, you know, this is the he one I need a, to support. Cause and Claudia kind of knows that he wants a bromance. Like he wants to, I don't really know what these vampires do all day yeah. because like, there's no TV or anything back then. Do they just like sit around and just talk about stuff all day? Like, I don't know what these, these vampires do with all their time considering they have no jobs and they can just take money from anybody they want. Oh, that's why they uh, formed this whole theater trope thing, because they were bored. Working on their dance routines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess eventually it comes out that uh, over there they do not approve of making a vampire so young. So they kind of look at Claudia as kind of an abomination, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And Claudia knows also, that, and she that, killed, gonna, that Louis going to leave. I was going to say, they also disapprove of killing their own kind as well. So that was another knock against them. 
I don't know, they don't actually ever mention, like, they don't admit to killing it until Armand says something about, like, Lestat won't be missed or whatever, but I don't know if the other group knew it or they just don't no, like because her because she was Louis too goes young. Ask him, and he goes, do I have to worry about her? And he says, yes, I don't really care, but they will. They mm-hmm. have a, a stigma against that. And he, yeah. he basically says she's in danger. More or less. Um, so, I mean, they're going to bolt uh, Louis and Claudia. And basically Armand's crew shows up, jacks them. Uh, well, I guess to back up just a minute before. Claudia makes Louis turn um, a mother figure, I guess you should say into a vampire so when Louis leaves she won't be left alone to fend for herself basically and that's kind of a turning point for Louis I guess as well because he's never turned anybody and the only reason he's doing it is because he feels I'm assuming he feels guilt for abandoning her and or making her too young or Mm -hmm. I guess like because you know to get back that side of resentment that she's showing showing towards him for her being a vampire so there's like a it's a whole bunch of give and take there, but that was kind of a weird and crazy scene. Um, and that's when Armand's crucial, like right after she turns, basically, like she's yeah, right after. Yeah, they show up and they drag him off. They basically sentence Claudia and the new mother figure. I don't know if she even had a name or whatever, but she's all down with the vampire crew. But uh. <laughs> Death by sunlight. For Bad those timing two. to be a vampire for that woman. <laughs> yeah. Right. And crazy, uh, crazy coffin with locks on it that they put Brad Pitt upside down in and Count of Monte Cristo him behind a wall. And you see Armand. <laughs> you see Armand kind of like you know he hears everything that's going on, so he knows you know you know that he knows. Um. He knew, but I think yeah, he that was. Knew we can right, let's get into that Did actually you... after. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They finish the scene because yeah. So he got like Brad Pitt's character is basically put into a brick wall in a coffin that's locked up upside down, basically to say, well, you can't really die, so enjoy eternity like this, and it's yep. fucking horrible. Stuck in here for pretty brutal. And they, and they, and they, yeah, and they take Claudia and her new mom, uh, care like kind of the death by sunlight scene is pretty. Pretty rough. Into a open, yeah, it's like a well room. It's like this big circular yep, room. It's like a dungeon. And they yeah. lock the door with an open roof, and the sun shows up. And what do you think happens? Nothing good for Pain them. Death. Yeah. But the, see, they didn't. So, don't like they didn't the realize that that was coming. Like I would have tried to get out at some point, or crawl up the walls and try and break something. I don't know. They just went to bed. They're like, oh, it's nighttime. I'm gonna go to sleep for a little while, and then they wake up, and it's daytime and you're fucked so i don't know that was the whole thing and then conveniently is that what happened i'm trying to remember okay yeah, yeah they yeah. they kind of like woke mm-hmm. up and this as the sun was coming up they kind of i guess see some vampires can fucking fly why wouldn't they fly out right it's like every vampire has their own ability i guess well there were bars there I too yeah, i would those. assume that they would have been able to you know rip bars out or punch stone mm-hmm. or something i don't know yeah, I mentioned it before, but the rules for these vampires are, you know, different than what we've seen before in other vampire lore. Like, 
they just kind of throw out the uh, like the whole crucifix, whatever garlic stake through the stake heart, stake through thing, the heart, yeah, all that stuff. Um, yeah, they cut that out early. That's funny. They're like, yep, that that's a uh, complete bullshit. That doesn't. But hold on, doesn't a thing. Louis tell the the the, the interviewer like in the beginning, like you can't go out in the sun. It's like, oh, we yeah, that's right. In the sun, we come, we become quite fond of it, but they can't go out in the sun. Why did he say that? I don't. I was thinking about that too. Cause or is he saying that I, you don't like it? It's like, oh, we like it. We love it. We just can't go in it. Was that maybe the comment? I don't know. I thought I heard that in the beginning, maybe. and it threw me off a little bit. Or maybe some of them can go in the sun a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's not. That can't be true. That can't be true. They don't sparkle. That's for sure. <laughs> well, Louis meant from Louis mentions... Claudia, Claudia, and her mom. Yeah, doesn't look like they can. No, they couldn't. They did not like the sun. That's for sure. <laughs> No, they turned yeah, Louis... into ash. <laughs> Louis mentions that he like misses this, like this. He mentions that he like this when he was turned into, or before he was turned into a vampire. Like, oh, this is the last sunrise that I ever saw, or whatever. So maybe he just misses the sun watching because he can't go out wa- anymore. Yeah, he said he well because he knows what it's like to be human, and he says, mm-hmm. "I remember watching the sun." The last time, like it was the first time I've ever seen it, because he's appreciating it. Because you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone, and that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really cool because later on he goes to the movie theater and he's like, "Man, I can see the sun again because of movies." <laughs> I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought that was fun. That was crazy. But yeah, I mean that sucks. Like Claudia and her new mommy, they get basically killed off real quick, and the movie's moving really fast at this point. And Louis gets saved by Armand, and he's like, "I couldn't save her, but I could save you." But I had to. I and and he's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna fucking get revenge." And he's like, "I don't. I won't stop you if you do." And he and he. They let him leave for some reason. I don't understand. They kind of. It's really weird, right? Like, they knew they didn't stop Armand. They just wanted. They like you're gonna be in this wall for eternity, but then. It was really like we're gonna kill her off, like the, these two off, so that Armand mm-hmm. can break you out of the wall, and we'll just like let you walk out of here. Because what does he do? He gets like a bunch of kerosene or something, and comes back and yep fills up the I place. I thought that and was burns weird. As well. yeah, so I think it was all Armand's scythe. I think it was, it was all Armand's plan. Oh yeah, that's why it was I Armand's think plan. That's I think okay. Armand wanted Louis all to himself because, like you're saying, he saw something different in Louis, and okay. I feel like. Throughout the movie, it's a theme that all these vampires are just looking for companionship because, like, they have eternity. Yeah, they they're bored. They have basically eternity of living, so they want someone to spend it with, and you know, they want that someone to be a vampire to spend all eternity with them. And Armand saw something in Louis that yeah, Armand saw something in Louis that he hadn't seen in any other vampire, so. He kind of just wanted him all to himself by getting Claudia out of the way. And, you know, it didn't work out for him in the end. But it was, I think that was kind of orchestrated by Armand uh, from the beginning. Right. Which is pretty badass, though, when he shows up and he has to actually fight some of them. It's cutting heads off, cutting people in half. Uh, he fucks yeah, them he up. He fucked them up good. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It would have been cool to have a, one more scene that was more action like that. But I know that's not the kind of movie this was, but. I was impressed. I was like, oh, wow. I he... enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And then, then he goes and meets Armand. And then Armand's like, yeah, all that. I could have had more control over all of this, but I had everybody killed off so I could be with you. And Louis is like, I'm not stupid. 
this is what like Lestat did. It's just like you'll do anything to keep me around you, and it's it's just I can't get behind that. I'm better off just like not being around your your kind. And then he's like, and he knows that Armand knows more about the history of being a vampire, but still, Louis like I just the what you're willing to do, I just can't vibe with. I have to, I'll just figure out on my own or I'll find maybe other vampires that are older than you that I could learn from, but you're not a good person. And I, I, you know, he starts crying because he's telling Christian Slater's character, the the journalist, and he cries. He's like, yeah, I only cry when I think about her because he loved her. That was, it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was his daughter, you know, of some sort. So he had a special connection to the Claudia character. And Armand used her to get to him. And he's just like, I can't be with you. You know? And then it gets into that final, I guess, scene, right? Where, surprise, Lestat's still alive. Uh, No. (laughs) Right. No, before you get there, like, Louis Louis goes back to America, ditches Armand over there. Wanders around for a little bit, and I guess he he finds the house where Lestat is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He goes to the movies because he could. He sm- sees his son, and he's like, death. This is interesting time." And then he smells Lestat, and he goes, "Like oh, that's I know that smell. It's a vampire." And then he goes and he finds him, and Lestat is like, "I don't know. He's a shell of a, who he was at the time. At, least, at this point, he's kind of been mm-hmm. in the dark, hiding." I know it's something. a movie, so- but. So like, it's been like hundred. It's like been a long ass time. How yes. is this house still like standing the same way? Like burned out the same way it was back when you know they left it. Whatever. How many ever like a hundred years I, ago? I don't know if it was a. I don't think it was the same house. It was the same. Yeah, it was the same house that they built together. Yeah. The same yeah, house where Claudia and Lestat other... and Louis were all living together. If you can accept that vampires exist. Yeah, who's paying the taxes? Then you can accept that that house exists. But anyways, yeah, he goes back, and it's kind of a creepy scene. It's like a mm-hmm. final goodbye, or I guess. You can see that he's been, like, eating rats and birds and stuff like that. Like, And the one thing I, I question Say. is, like, how his, like, a human or, like, any random hobo or anything not come across where he could just, like, pounce on them, drink their blood, be back to, like, normal stat and be out doing your Lestat stuff. Like, How did he mm-hmm. get the United States in that state? I know. It's just like... <laughs> Lestat was always in New Orleans. Oh, duh. That's right. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he went mm-hmm. to Europe and came back just, and like... Yep. That's right. Because that reminds like, me... But this, it was like... Yeah. It had to have been decades later. Well, that reminds me of the scene when... <laughs> like... When Brad Pitt and Claudia, like Leo and Claudia, have to take a ship to Europe. And they're like, oh, man. Fortunate for the humans, like, they had no rats on this boat. So we had to start eating people over time. <laughs> and people kept having this plague. They kept picking off people, but like they were completely immune to it. And I thought I thought that was like a funny narrated scene. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a good scene. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, a sickness on the, Dark on the humor. ship, but surprisingly they were they were the only two that lived. So Well not only two, but <laughs> um yeah, the Lestat thing was a little weird because he's like talking to him and you can tell that um, Louis feels bad for him and is kind of like pitying on him. And then like all of a sudden out of like a weird 
a weird thing, like a helicopter flies by and shines the light in the window. Why the hell is that was so weird? It's random. He thinks that it's so fucking random. I don't know. And it's shining a light in the window, and like it's like he's never seen light before, but he's been living in this city for decades now while Louis Mm -hmm. was over in Europe. So like that didn't make any sense to me. That was a weird. That was one of the most baffling scenes in the movie. I was like, what is why? What is happening? I'm sure the books probably. get more into it as to like maybe he was maybe he was in a grave for like the last 30 years and dug himself out and because he said he was eating like snakes and worms and all sorts of stuff like that so that could be part of it but um yeah louis kind of feels bad for him and just leaves him there basically he's like all right you yep i'm not i'm not gonna hang out with you our bromance is not back on uh i'm gonna go do my own thing peace out and then I think after that, that's when we go back to the interview. Back to I'm present correct. day. Yep. Brad Pitt's, he's he's sad and still melancholy. And Christian Slater's like, uh, no, that's fucking awesome. Your story's not done. Turn me into a vampire. Right. And uh, yeah, Louis is not having that shit and kind of like chokes him, says you're being a dumbass, and then bounces more or less. Christian Slater is scared shitless. He grabs all his stuff, grabs all his stuff, his little cool tape recorder, hops in his red convertible, goes taking off across the St. Louis, nope, St. Louis Bridge, San Francisco Bridge. I think it's the Golden Gate. Golden Gate, yep. And he's like pops in the tape to make sure he wasn't like hallucinating and he's listening to Louis do his thing. And then that's when you think think the movie's going to be over and then boom. Lestat pops up and gives him the old bite, sucks some good old-fashioned human blood out of him, and he turns back into normal Lestat again all of a sudden, and he knows how to drive, and he's cool. <laughs> Dude, that, he like, uh, like I don't know. A, a scene or two ago, he was just scared of a helicopter. Yeah, I know. That movie ends very That last very scene rough. was just dumb. It starts rough and ends rough, for sure, but the the second and third... And almost the final act, up until the final act, are mm-hmm. is solid. But yeah, there's like, I, I felt know, like whatever. I, fr- I felt like <laughs> at the end, they just wanted like a stinger, like, oh shit, look at this. And like, they just had Lestat pop up. Like, I mean, I have no idea, obviously, what happens in the books. I've never read them. But I can't imagine that's the same way the book ends. I just want to know why the helicopter... I, like this just came out of nowhere. I want to know why a helicopter so came random. out of nowhere. Yeah, and look, it's not like a normal behavior of a helicopter to just shine. Just look at shine a light into a window. Yeah, that was just so random. And then leave. Weird. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, the book does not. I think I have a synopsis of the end of the book. If you guys would like to hear this from uh, a I mean, sure, we're talking about this. Yeah. Okay, it's a. It's the. It's the literary summary. So. Basically, everything looked like it was pretty much the same up until uh, Louis murders everybody at the church. And Mm -hmm. then when he goes back to America, Louis and Armand come back to America together. Armand tells Louis that Lestat did not die in the fire. I don't know how he he knows that, but but in fact, he happens to live back in New Orleans. Imagine that. Uh he goes and sees him. Lestat is pathetic, feels sorry for him. Armand admits that he is the one that killed Claudia, which 
he already kind of knows in the movie. Uh, he also admits that he thinks Louis is dead inside. He no longer possesses the drama and fire that used to drive him. Louis's like, yeah, pretty much. And Armand leaves him. <laughs> the end. That's oh. the end now, of Louis's story. When he's done, the interview, the interviewer asked to be made a vampire. Same as the movie. Louis thinks mm-hmm. this is a terrible idea, so he bites him and leaves him for dead. There. But naturally, the interviewer doesn't die. When he wakes up, he goes through the tapes, finds detailed descriptions of where Lestat lives, and he packs up and goes off to meet yet another vampire. That would have been better. Yeah, I would have liked that a lot better. So they switch it up. Just randomly showing up in his car. They switch it up a little bit on that. Well, because technically they're in, he leaves Louis in. Well, I I actually am just having this thought right now. Like, he leaves Louis in. New Orleans, but he's getting interviewed in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So Lestat would have had to gotten gone from New Orleans all the way to San Francisco while still it. being still looking like a swamp thing and still not eating another person to like bring his his fervor and vampire youth back. So that's I'm just assuming after Louis visited Lestat at the mansion or whatever that um. Lestat decided to track Louis down and follow him back to wherever he was going. But it was just, it was just obviously dumb timing and whatever made it for the movie. Clunky. Lestat just happened to be there at the end with uh, Christian Slater's character. So whatever. But knowing that Lestat doesn't give a fuck about killing a human, like he would have obviously at his first opportunity, just grabbed some hobo, drank their blood and been back to his Mm -hmm. normal self and tracking. So I don't know. There was a little, a little weird stuff there, but I just thought that the change up on the ending of that was kind of interesting, the way that they switched <laughs> it. But it seems like, for the most part, everything is pretty much straight from the books. Mm-hmm. So I just want to ask you guys, when it comes to vampires, where does this land for you guys when it comes to vampire content? Because there's Blade, there's Dusk Till Dawn, there's this, there's Castlevania, Twilight, uh, True Blood. You know, I mean, I mean, overall, when it comes to vampires, when you're in the mood for vampires, if somebody's listening to this and it's like, man, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, they just talked about it. What do you guys think? Do you think this is something that people should check out if you're into vampires? Or how? I, I enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Yeah, it starts off slow and it ends clunky, but I guess it's better uh, than most. I mean, content. being, I mean, this movie came out in '94, so I was you know 14 when it came out. So like my vampire stuff up until then was mainly, I guess, the Castlevania games or because there or wasn't Lost a lot Boys. of vampire content. Yeah, Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that in so long that I don't know how well that would even hold up. Like compared Same. to something like this, so um, this was a lot of like the like the rules and the grounding for vampires came from this one, and I, it's weird because the movie doesn't have a ton of action in it. It's a lot of narration, it's a lot of like acting, it's a lot of like set scenes. Like it, it covers like what is it like to be a vampire, and like what is a vampire, what is a vampire's feelings, and like that kind of stuff, like. Mm-hmm. The day-to-day, not day, I guess day-to-day, but they skip decades in this movie constantly. 
but there's a lot of talk about the morality of being vampire and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I've seen Blade. I I, don't, I have not seen uh, True Blood, which is probably another hole that I should sexy vampires. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, that one they have like they have like fake blood in that one that they drink and stuff like that. I so. heard those these those the TV shows. So here's the thing: I've heard that those shows are like from another era. They're not good, you know, like Buffy and all no? that shit. Like, I, yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're for you guys. You can check it out, but uh, I mean, I've seen a couple episodes. It's like this is horrible. But it might not. I might. It might not be for a, me. I don't. I, a, I might uh, go look in my vampire studio. I have a confession to make. Oh. I okay. I've I've seen oh. the majority of the Vampire Diaries and actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's that uh, really that CW it, show. What did you enjoy about it? Um, I don't know. It was just a good story. I liked. Um, I don't know the backstories of all the different characters and everything, and like. It's a lot. I mean, it's typical like CW show. Like it's very like whatever teen drama, like romance type stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, it sounds there was something about it that I like. Okay, well, <laughs> no, I mean, like if you're into that shit though, then it might be interesting to check that. Out. If you're into like teen drama, I guess it, there's a lot. But of yeah, that. dude. I, I, um, I don't. The vampire rules are different. The va- yeah, it's it's a lot of that stuff. It's it's I don't know. I want to say well, it's... they're going to school. They probably can they go are. out in the sun. <laughs> they are going to high school. They can go out in the sun. You're you're right. Oh my it's god! More in the twilight blasphemy. vein, but not quite um, that cheesy. But I don't know. It's I liked it for the time. I watched it like a while ago, so maybe I would feel differently now. But I don't know. As far as vampire content goes, I haven't seen it like a ton. Like I see it, I've seen Blade. Um, like a long time ago when I was a kid, uh, Dracula yeah. 2000. Have you guys seen that one? Oh the God, yeah, Gerard yes. Butler movie. Yeah. That was an interesting oh. one. Um, sounds interesting already. Uh, it was not good. Nosferatu, <laughs> classic, <laughs> no. like original. Oh, I've seen scenes of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but as far as yeah, as far as from what I've seen, I feel like this movie would rank on like the higher end of the spectrum. Um. Like I said, there's a lot of things that I did like about this movie. There's some weird stuff, um, some dumb stuff like the ending and stuff like that. But overall, I definitely enjoyed watching it. Um, like you said, Brandon, it was kind of a kind of like a bell curve. Like it started out slow and not that great. It got really good towards the middle and then kind of ended on a, a flatter note. So didn't you say this is going to be a TV show? There is a TV show in the works. Um, AMC it, it is makes producing sense for this. It. It, all right, it should be HBO, but well, the rights, uh, AMC is also as good, almost almost as good. So the rights yeah. changed hands a lot of times, kind of weirdly too, because mm-hmm. uh, they put out that Queen of the Damned movie in 2002, I want to say, and you know Tom Cruise obviously didn't come back for that. But that's well, the one weird thing is that this is like one of. Interview with the Vampire is the first of like thirteen books in the Vampire Chronicles. Okay, so they definitely can make a, a TV series, a good TV series with this content. So Queen of the Damned is you know the third book of the series, but I believe it's supposed to come out in the next year or two. Okay, I would love, dude. All right, so like I told you guys before, I watched AMC's production of the show The Terror, and the quality of the the set. 
and the props and the acting was extremely good. So I think AMC has the capabilities sure. to make oh, something yeah. good. I'm not looking at like Walking Dead. Like, you know, that's they kind of lost their way with that shit. But I think they have the, I mean, they did Breaking Bad and oh. all that stuff too. So AMC, while I wish it was HBO, I think they could pull off a really good, good, it's a good fit. Vampire show. You look at Walking Dead though, it's not like the story fell off, but like the production quality. Oh, yeah. Like the budget is there. The amount of sure. act the amount That's of good point. uh makeup work and you know, zombie fake blood and fake gore and all sorts of like, you know, practical effects like that. Like yeah. that shit has always been pretty top notch coming yep. coming from them. So I'd be no, interested in seeing what comes out of it. Speaking of special effects, I was just looking this up before the, the show too. The special effects in this movie were done by Stan Winston. I don't know if, if that name sounds familiar to you, Brandon, but uh, he was responsible was it? for Jurassic Park and Terminator 2. Um, oh, shit. Okay. All right. Because I, I knew like when um, Lestat gets sliced in the cheeks by Claudia and then they heal instantly in front, mm-hmm. um, that was CG. And I was like, wow, that aged really well. Like The CG was very... Very rare. Was like, like, yeah, I don't even very like little. Two or three scenes. Very little. Yeah, because yep. I know you made a comment about the practical effects before we recorded, Dave. And it's like, yeah, they did definitely lean on that a lot. Like a lot of makeup. I was gonna say, um, it, but it said it was mostly mostly makeup effects. Um, and this was an interesting thing. The actors were required to hang upside down for thirty <laughs> yes. minutes so that the blood would rush to their heads and cause their veins to protrude, enabling the makeup artists to trace realistic patterns. Oh, which is insane! Dope. Like, yeah, like the translucent every time you go to put your makeup on, on the vampires was really cool. Yeah, you gotta you hang gotta, upside down for thirty. You minutes. gotta go hang upside down until your fucking makeup's done. Mm-hmm. Like, damn! Like it was really subtle. Like the like when uh, Brad Pitt and Claudia first transitioned from humans to vampires, you could see that subtle. Like they obviously their faces were more pale. Their veins were like uh, colored blue and like protruding and everything. Um, and their mm-hmm. skin looked translucent and everything. But it was subtle, but pretty effective um, as far as uh, the makeup effects go. All right. Well, is there any- a couple random little facts, though, that I just oh. have? Just, uh, yeah, hit me with One it. thing that kind of was crazy is that River Phoenix was originally going to be the interviewer. Oh, okay. I but think I heard that. He di- he died, like, um, I don't know. I don't know how soon into, like, the production of the movie. But he died, and they had to recast the interviewer with Christian Slater who ended up giving his entire salary to two of River Phoenix's favorite charities. That's amazing. And they also gave oh, him, wow. they also awesome. gave him a credit in the movie too, which was super cool. So I don't know. That was just a weird, crazy fact. There's a lot of those um, random practical effect things that you hear about Tom Cruise where they gave him like boots with lifters on them and they put Brad Pitt in a ditch so Tom Cruise could be as tall as him and those yeah, kind of like Tom Cruise is very weird, short. I could tell but the angles. Things. Oh, That's the angle. Do you never see Tom Cruise standing next to anybody this whole time? He's always like slouching or in the background or he's constantly being positioned a very specific way, I noticed. Yeah. I mean, he's he's like 5'8" or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. It was nice seeing yeah, Chris. There's, just a, there's a lot of little crazy things. I thought the, it was cool seeing Christian set. Slater again. Like, I'm not saying he's like a great actor, but I just, it takes me yeah. to like the early to mid 90s because I remember him being in a batch of movies and he uh, never really, like, he didn't fit in at, nobody really fit into that 
Robin Hood movie. Like he was in that, and I was just like, all right, yeah, like this is a lot of. This might be the stuff. only movie I've seen him in. Oh, he kind of disappeared good, after a while. Broken he just... Arrow. Yeah, I don't think he's a deep actor. I'm like I'm saying, I don't think he's a great actor. But I'm just saying, I, it's nice to see because like, come on, we're seeing young Tom Cruise, young Brad Pitt, young Antonio Banderas, young um, what's her face. Uh, but like everybody else's, I don't know. I just saw him and like, man, you don't see him anymore. <laughs> I liked him. A couple other little random ones I have. Um, Oprah was so repulsed by how much blood and gore was in the film that she left the theater during during the movie. Oprah couldn't take it, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Um, some other people that were considered for the role of Claudia were Christina Ricci, Julia Stiles, and Rachel Evan Rachel Wood. But eventually went to Kirsten Dunst, which was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, just random I little think she facts like it. that. She, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Stole the I think show. Her, yeah. She had the best so, acting. Yep, in the, one of the best child actor performances. I mean, I think every Brad Pitt was pretty monotone. I think Tom Cruise is pretty monotone. I, other than when he yelled, he's got a good every, yell. But everyone, it was it drove me crazy that they fucking everyone was whispering this whole goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> barely understand what they're saying. I watched the movie with headphones, so I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, that's a lot of movies. A lot of people, yeah. if you notice, a lot of people whisper and get really close when they talk. You ever see people sit down on a couch? You ever sit down right next to somebody? No. There's two couches <laughs> or a chair. You sit in the chair while they sit on the whole couch to themselves. You don't sit your ass right next to it. Watch a movie. Watch a TV show. What do they fucking do? Sit right next to it like they've been fucking living with each other for their whole life. I mean, it's, it's like, that was this your spouse? Like, what are you doing? It's true. People get really close. Like when Brad Pitt and uh, Antonio Banderas were like saying their final goodbye in the movie, I was like, "Um, is that was some close ass talking?" Brad Pitt could have kissed Antonio Banderas. (laughs) 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 I was like, I gotta, I don't know, I just gotta be ready for this because, like, okay, all right, is are they gonna kiss? But no, he just like says something, but he's like so close. I was like, man. Breaking my I'm heart. Sure women Broke loved my it. heart, Fredo. <laughs> I'm sure women loved it in the nineties. Like, ooh, wee. Uh yeah. Couldn't stop looking at that wig. <laughs> that wig was the brutal. It wasn't but... the white makeup on their skin that, that bothers you, it was the wig. <laughs> no. It was Antonio's Antonio's wig, but all right. We'll uh, closing comments on vampires, because I want to be done with vampires after this for a little bit until next Halloween season. Vampires are cool. I like this movie. For the most part, um, yeah. If you have it, if you have any interest in vampires at all, I think this is a, a must-watch for sure. That's all. I'll Definitely say. on the better side. Yeah, sure. What about you, Dave? Mm-hmm. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh, my vampires don't sparkle in the sunlight. There you go. That's about it. That's, that's all. About that's it. the only rule. Do they sparkle? That's no. All you need. I'll watch it. No sparkling, please. Okay. But. No, it was a great it was a great movie back then. I hadn't seen it in like twenty plus years. <laughs> it was cool to rewatch it now, but uh, you know, it, it aged. It shows its age, but it's still it's not distracting. You know, solid it's a, it takes movie. place in the past no. for the most part, so no, it's no. not mm-hmm. like look at the smart like look at them open up their flip phone. You know, it's not like one of those <laughs> movies. It, it takes place back in the day in the time that doesn't yeah, present. It was you most really, of it. Yeah. Christian Slater uses like a, a cassette to record, but that's about it. Yeah. Like it's all based on practical effects and the actors. So, you know, the story tells itself some weird clunky lines in there that are here and there, but whatever. I figured they pulled those out of the book to 
stick in the movie. So, yeah, the author did cool do the screenplay, which was which is always nice did to she? see. I, I yeah, I like that the author did the screenplay. Yep. Well, they've got yeah, so that's nice. Interview with the Vampire and Queen of the Damned already have movies. There's another eleven books to make your vampire movies from. So, knock yourselves out. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm I, I'm fine with the movie. If yeah, watch it, especially if it's if you like vampires. You probably have already seen this movie. If you're kind of in or in or out with vampires that you never really thought about it, but you ever get in the mood like oh, I want to watch some vampire shit. Yeah, you probably could watch this. Just know that the beginning is a bit slow. Uh, kind of bromance, kind of like two dudes as vampires for a little bit. But once once uh, Claudia is introduced, Kirsten Dunn's character, it really shines. And then it ends kind of meh. The last f- five minutes, really. So yeah, you'll you'll do good. And then I would recommend go to Castlevania's anime on Netflix. It's actually pretty good for an anime. I know. It's a hard sell. It's anime, but Jesus Christmas, it's uh, it's it's watchable. It's cool. It's fun if you can watch animation. And then that's about it for vampire recommendations for me. I, don't, I haven't seen Lost Boys in a long ass time to recommend that. But all right, enough with the vampires. Let's take a break, and then let's play. Uh... Hey, who said that? Who said that? <laughs> hey, who said that? Yeah, Eric's going to host it. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll, we'll play. All right, we're back, and it's game time. We're going to play a round of... Hey, who said that? Who said that? <laughs> oh, you guys are going to do it? <laughs> I'll get in there. You jerks. I'll get in uh, you guys, I only saw, oh man, I thought you guys were going to be silly, having a silly voice. Nope, you're on your own for that one. Hey, who, hey, who said that? All this game is, is basically, um, you got to guess <laughs> the movie it's from. It's not really, who, the, you can tell me who the actor is or the character is, but really, Bonus uh, points for that. what movie is this from? And yeah, and you're going to, oh, really? Bonus points? No, no bonus Ooh. points. No. Oh, okay. one point. Oh, 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 one point. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, really, uh, Eric's gonna be hosting this one. He's gonna read from like a screenplay, and he's gonna go through like what the actors are saying, and then Dave and I are gonna be like say one of our names and be like, all right, and it's Brandon, and, and I'll, I'll take a guess at it. it's Jurassic Park or whatever. Uh, which would be funny if that's one of the choices that you have. But, but that's it. Other than that, those are the rules. You guys. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Are yes, you ready sir. for this? Born ready. I'm glad I'm... Ho- you said there's a theme. There is a theme this time. Um, bon- well, no no actual bonus points if you figure it out, but you'll get a nice pat on the back if you can figure it out. Um, Vampires. This, yeah. Well, think about the meta. I, I didn't make it that obvious. So not <laughs> as obvious as vampires. So... Um, so yeah, I got, I got five movies here. Um, so if you're ready to go, I'll read the first one. Far away. Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Movie number one. Wait, I thought all you did was kill innocent people. Innocent? Is that supposed to be funny? An obese man? A disgusting man who can barely stand up? Dave, 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 Dave. Oh, nice. What is it? Seven. 
Oh my god! I, uh, seven. Seven. I thought seven popped in my head too, and I'm like, no, it's not seven. That what, what, what part? What part is that? It's when, is it uh, in the car ride? It's when he's telling, it's telling probably yeah, in the car ride on the way to god when he's it. talking yeah. about who he killed. Yep. Okay. Well done. Nice. Nice, Dave. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love yep. that movie. Awesome. I'm yep. glad that you guys yeah. have both seen it. That's a fantastic movie. Right. I would love to see that. I haven't seen it in so long, and honestly, we should put that. I'm kind of done with horror. <laughs> I'm not done with it, but like, <laughs> let's, we'll hold off on that one coming in. But that is a great movie. I saw I saw it once a couple of years ago, and yeah, I loved it. But that's the only time I've ever seen okay. it. So it's I like a suspense it again. Suspense it's drama, just, not just, really horror, but yeah, for sure. There's some fucked up stuff in that one. That one's a good one. Very fucked up. All right, all right, one nothing, Dave. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not. I'm glad I'm hosting this one and not competing because the last time, two times I played, I got destroyed. So, um, hosting feels good this time. All right, here we go. Movie number two. Uh, this one is gonna get a little blue right off the bat. Just a, a forewarning here. But uh, all right, here we go. Want me to suck your cock while driving? How old are you, Dave? What? How old? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yep. Yep. Brad Pitt. With the, <laughs> yep. Dave, you're right on. He is a little man. sharper yeah, than I am. Man, nice. Sticks right in my brain. Isn't that crazy I mean, though? You how can many like times, how many times? Point number two. Yeah. How many times have you heard somebody say that though? Is the real question. Like, <laughs> it's true. It's just, that kind of sticks out in my mind. It's like I haven't heard that question asked very often. Well, hold on. What was the first movie? It was seven. seven. Oh, okay, I got the theme. Okay. Well, do you? Do you? I don't know. You think Hold you on. have it? Yeah. You think you have it? But oh, you. You might not. You might have. What? You might have half of it. Well. All right. Here we go. Movie number three. Dave has, is up two to nothing. So Brandon, you you got to get this one. Or I hope, these are, hope these are fun to listen to because you got through like shut up one or two lines in each movie and I just blur <laughs> right. it out. So sorry. <laughs> Okay, movie number three. Here we go. The terminal is in a black vault lockdown. The only person allowed in the room has to pass through a series of security checks. Brandon. Dave. Oh, did, Brandon, I think, was first. Did you say that? I think I'm definitely first. I think Brandon's first. Yeah, yeah, we have a delay for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ocean's Eleven? Incorrect. Oh. Dave, do you have a guess? <laughs> uh Ocean's Twelve? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. No, that's the yeah, other one I thought about with the the black box lockdown. Blah 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 blah. All right, continue. Okay. Um, the next line is blanked out, so blank. Uh, the first is a voice print identification and a six-digit. Brandon. Ad- oh, yes. Mission Impossible. That is correct. <laughs> that was my next guess. I was thinking about that too. Good job. Nice. Okay. Good job. Uh, that's. I don't know uh, when two, the last time. One, Dave. I don't think I've seen that movie in like so long that I yeah I wouldn't be able to pull something from that. It's good. All right, here we go. This is a uh, it's a good uh, battle right here. All right, so movie number three. Here we go. Four. Oh, this is movie number four. You're right. Yep man all right uh all right here we go so lieutenant where exactly were you well we thank you started up on started up on a, a six when he pulled from the clouds and then i moved in above him 
Well, if you were directly... Brent. Yes? Spider-Man. Incorrect. Well, if you were directly above him, how could you see him? Because I was inverted. Bullshit. Dave? No, he was, man. Oh. Is this, yes. top, is this Top Gun? This is Top Gun. Hey. All right. God damn it. Good So job. I thought the theme was like, you're taking characters, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. So you went Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. I went Kirsten Dunst right away. That's I blindly, I blindly guessed the last <laughs> one. And I blindly guessed that this was Kirsten Dunst. I should have. I mean. I was like, all right, that's the theme. I'm using it. You pretty I much have. You pretty much have. With it. Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. God damn it. Nice, nice, Dave. Did you know that line too? No, not specifically, but he's talking about flying ships. I'm guessing that's okay. Pretty yeah, much I just figured. Good one. Yeah, fighter pilot movie. Tom Cruise lines yeah. up nicely. Yep. All right, so three to one. So officially, uh, Dave won, but this is Master. for uh, this is for pride over here for this last one. This is movie number five. All right, here we go. So I need the reason. Don't say money. Why do you do this? Why not do it? Because yesterday I walked out of the joint after losing four years of my life and you're cold decking. Is this Ocean's Eleven? This is Ocean's Ocean's Eleven. Good job. I blew it. Well done, Dave. You come out to a winner. I know who said that. I know who said that. that. I know who said that. Who said that? (laughs) I know. Good job, Dave. Oh, man. Well done. That that was very well one done. game that I'm actually yeah. good at. Yeah, you, you all the other it. ones I kinda I kinda I'm just shooting in the dark, but Yeah, so Brandon, you were I mean you were basically right on. It was the theme was Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise movies. Okay. I thought you were gonna get like Antonio Banderas like Zorro's gonna be one, Spider Man's gonna <laughs> Zorro. be one. So which one's that gonna be been good. I've already done two Brad Pitts. Yeah. I wanted to uh, yeah, keep you on your toes. Oh no, that was good. I I love it. I love a theme, but it also works against me sometimes because I overthink it. <laughs> yep. That was, uh, that was good. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, real quick, Eric, why don't you just plug us again, and then we can get out of here. Sure. Uh, follow us at Twitter at Nomads of Fantasy, and also on Instagram at Nomads of Fantasy. You can email us uh, with anything you want at nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us uh, twitch.tv slash nomadsoffantasy if you want to see some more Symphony of the Night playthroughs and whatever else we got coming down the pipeline. Um, I'm also getting our YouTube channel up and running with all of our episode archives up there, plus some Twitch archives and maybe some other fun surprises in the future. Um, and yeah, that's about it. And I've uh, I've been making like artwork for the show in my spare time. Like I uh, I made the lo- I made the logo right. I, I drew the thing. I'm a designer, so that's what I do. And um, I gave Eric some designs for our website, so that's in the works. We're gonna have a cool website. I think mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to kind of share around and, and something like that. We're making it kind of easy. Uh, if you want to just kind of have something more visual to look at, Eric, I know you've been doing stuff on YouTube, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, just, just, I don't know how many podcasts you listen to who, where you, you have a team like us three, where we're pretty nasty with the design and code and websites and just shit in general, like branding and interaction and stuff like that and gamers. And so, yeah, so just in general stuff will be made outside of it. Like I made, um, illustrations for all three of us, right? I made these cute, cool ass looking 
little illustrations of all three of us, you know, like, I don't know what we're going to do with it, but it's good <laughs> and social. Um, I want to make little, little coffee mugs and like kind of it's have our new uh, side. It's our new Twitter banner is those illustrations of us. So check that out. Yeah. It, yeah. So check it out. It's like a pet boys kind of thing with the three heads or something or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll just be making our own stuff. I know a lot of people kind of go to, I don't know, Canva or some template and they just kind of make artwork for their show. Our stuff is made by us unless we find like a gorgeous illustration like from other artists, which we try to tag the people who made it in our posts and say like, hey, this is our topic. This is who made it, by the way. This is really cool artwork. Um, Not endorsed at all, involved with the show, but I like to put that out there. But anything else that's for the show, that's that's going to be like yours truly. It's homegrown, um, farm, yeah, like, fresh artwork over here by Brandon. Yeah. But you guys are going on Twitch and playing games and making content over there. So I just want to, you know, whatever. I'm the designer of the crew, but I probably won't be on Twitch much. But I know you two do that. So, But uh, the Nobads are constantly doing stuff off of the air, you know. So there's just cool things going on. All right. Oh, cool. Let's get out of here. Yeah, Dave, do you have anything you want to say? I know you're like, nah, I think I'm pretty good. Just play more games. <laughs> I've caught up. Uh, no, should try and start <clears throat> catching up on uh, Resident Evil and get, get the scary games out of the way before Halloween hits. That's about it. I was going to say, we only, we okay. only have uh, three weeks left to play Resident Evil. Seven. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna coming sooner than later. I'm probably going to have to play it just this weekend because I'm going to be in Disney in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I need to do it. Also, uh, Dave wanted to do Dune, and I'm challenging that. I really want to do like, <laughs> The Lighthouse. We'll see. We'll see so, what happens. I wouldn't mind watching The Lighthouse, of, too. We've been, well, it's uh, one, it's just because it's a newer movie. We've been watching a lot of classics or oldies or holes, right? And this is a more recent movie. It's horror esque. It's not like jolly, whatever. But it's not scary or anything like that. Um, you won't look away ever in this movie. It's you. Just, I just, I think it'll make good conversation. So if anybody is watching or listening to us actively as we put out the episodes, if you want to be ready for the next one, please, please watch the Lighthouse. It's on Amazon Prime, uh, right now at the time of recording this. So. Go watch it, <laughs> and if you can, like, we'll probably put a post out saying, like, "Hey, we're gonna record, make a comment. We'll get it. We'll read it on the show." And I think you guys will have a great time. <laughs> You'll have stuff to say about this movie, the production, the the movie itself, the acting, the visuals. There's so much. So I I'm I'm pushing for that, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Sweet. All right, now I'm letting you guys get off. <laughs> Go watch it, Dave. No, oh, that sounds good. I'm ready. I'm ready oh, for okay. I'm ready for anything new. All right. Without vampires in it. Sure. No more vampires. Yeah, there's no vampires now. Yeah, look, there's no vampires in this next movie. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, let's get out of here. I'll see you see guys. You. Bye, Jess. Bye, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Number one fan. <laughs>